G'day, this is Adam Mobbs from the Daily Telegraph NRL podcast. We're back bigger and better than ever in 2021. Our full-time return is from Thursday, February 25. The boys and I'll be back, Buzz Rothfield, Michael Carianis, Dean Ritchie, all the team at the Telegraph are going to bring you the big stories, the big talking points, and everything you want to listen to. In the meantime, we've got these bonus episodes with some of the biggest names in rugby league to get you through until the season starts. Adam Mobbs here, Daily Telegraph NRL Podcast Special Edition. Guest host, Brian Fletcher, Nathan Highmarsh. Hello, boys. Mobsy. <laughs> Mobsy. How's the preseason been? We see so much of you guys during the year. What mm. happens in a Fletch and Hindy offseason? Well, mm. you got me, right? So <clears throat> we've started kicking. We kicked off about a month ago. We had a big offseason physically, some more than others. <laughs> um, Gordon, especially. We ate and drank too much. So yeah, we did. Well, I, I know I I was borderline. What would I say? Obese? Not obese. Not obese. But I was I was I was on the large size. No, no, Dave Taylor. No disrespect to Big Dave. Well, that is that's fat shaming. No, I did not. Not at all. He did. No, I didn't. He said I didn't no mention, disrespect. I didn't, didn't mention the word. He said I'm no Dave Taylor, which is insinuating if this was a court of law, guilty. <laughs> I've put up with eight, seven years, going on eight years of fat jokes. Name me one. <laughs> Fat Joe. T- hey, Tubsy. How you going, Tubsy? What are you doing, Tubsy? I'm your mate, Tubsy, here. So, do you want me to go on? Fair point. Yeah. Continue. <clears throat> yeah, well, we've been in, both in a good, good, good paddock and um, time to lose some weight. Brian's gone no alcohol for, for July. I mean, for February. Um, it's no, hu- it's Hulai. <laughs> it's Hune or Hulai. Um, yeah, no alcohol. <laughs> no alcohol, no carbs, no sugar. I couldn't do that. I just went no alcohol. Mm. How do you find it? It's mucked my sleep up. Yeah. Uh, uh, sugar, I think it's the carbs, apparently. And my sleep is really... Uh, so I'll go to bed about 9.30, 10. And then I'll wake up at 2 o'clock. Boom. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. And can't get back to but sleep. But you've got no TV in your room, have you? Yeah, we do. Oh, you do? So that's my, that's my And a dishwasher. <laughs> Brit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, boom. Thanks, Mobsy, for having us. Uh, we won't be back. <laughs> Sleeping on the couch tonight, Brian Fletcher. Yeah, no, it was um, – I'm quite enjoying it. It's a bit of a challenge on days like this. Yeah. So Friday afternoons hurt me. Yeah, Saturday mornings still. So, Saturday, <laughs> so, what, for the drink? Or for, I'm just talking about for the drink. That's what I'm so talking fr- about. Oh. <laughs> because Saturday was race day, so you get up early. Your first race is what, 1 o'clock, 12.30, oh, if you're in Sydney – Am I? Uh, I don't. I'm new to the racing game. Yeah, New Zealand, like nine o'clock. Okay. No, but you get prepared. You do the form, and then you start having a beer about eleven o'clock. I just love a Saturday on the punt. Be good piss. days. I'm a Sunday drinker. I'm not. No, I love a Sunday arvo. The barbecue. You know, with the good weather. The kids are in the pool. I don't have to hear from them. Don't have to see them. Um, and just. But aren't you worried about the next day you got to get work? No, because I don't drink to excess like you do, Brian. I, just I don't enjoy. drink to excess at all. I just enjoy a half a dozen, dozen, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's the hardest bit Saturday, and I've only we've, I'm only doing February, shortest month of the year, twenty eight days, twenty nine sometimes. Yes, leap year. Mm. What is the leap year? Do you know what <laughs> leap year? Mo- I know what it is. They miss a day. Well, I think it's something to do with the planets and the way the Earth turns, and every four years they need to. Add an extra day so it, we get back on track. I don't know. How I'm do we know that, though? Like, who makes these rules Someone up? tells you at school and you just go, okay, yeah. righto, sounds good. Stonehenge. Mm. It's good to do a Stonehenge. Yep. Who built Stonehenge? 
Carpenters. Stonemasons. I'd say a bricky. Yeah. <laughs> but they had to get the rocks there. And they used those on, they put them on timber sleepers and they rolled them across timber sleepers. Yeah, that's how they built the pyramids. Was it? The Sphinx. I thought aliens built the pyramids. Well, if you know, at one certain point, they reckon the the tips of the pyramids, when they line up on a certain angle, every planet is perfectly in line. And lasers shoot out of the top of them. You're an idiot, Nathan. I'm trying <laughs> to get our listeners to really, I'm trying to teach them something. You're trying to teach someone something. Yeah. Anyway, what was your consp- yeah, conspiracy theories last year, didn't you? That really took off segment on the show. That was good. Yeah, you, well, sub- you yeah. subscribe to them, don't you? you? You're a big fan. Of the- Not a big fan. No. Did we land on the moon? No, we no, have I, since. I don't, think, I don't think we did back <laughs> no, in the day. Of course no, we did. It was Nevada. Well, why, why it was the ha- desert. Why yeah. has there only been 15 people who's landed on the moon? Why do you need any more? Well, just go and check it out. <laughs> Your first real estate agent on the moon. Yeah, wasn't well, that going to happen? Clean up. Um, I do have a conspiracy theory. Um, Paul McCartney was killed by another beetle. If you play the songs backward, backwards, you can hear John Lennon saying, I buried him in a park. It was Yellow Submarine. It was Yellow Something. (laughs) Anyway, let's get to know you, Mobsy. Mobsy, what do you like to do? Mobsy, what do you like to do? Wait, in the off-season or regular season? Any season. Off-season, it's just mowing the lawns. I I don't have a lawn like you, Heidi. I've seen you on Insta. You've You've got a big bit of... I do like my lawn. Yeah, yeah, it's not looking good at the moment. I've got too much kai kiu growing through my cooch. Mm. So, but uh, can't, can't have that. No, no, it's the worst possible. So you thing. like mowing lawns for well, relaxation? Well, uh, you talked about before on a Sunday afternoon having a beer. There's the other time, the best time to have a beer is you finish mowing the lawns, you crack a beer, and warm sun. Yep, great. Yeah. So it's that is know, a good time. It's it's you know I put the headphones on and just tune out from the wife, the kids, and just you know that's the me time. So I'm not very outdoorsy. You know, working. At, you know, the job we do as journalists, you're not really known uh, for your, you know, your hard hardware work ethic, that kind of stuff. My family are coal miners, so they always pick on me to tell me to go and chase the left-handed screwdriver or, you know. Uh, and, soft hands, yeah, eh? See, I, yeah, see, and it goes over straight over my head. And the worst part is my wife's in the building industry, so... She gets all this stuff, and I'm the one that stands there looking stupid when she talks to builders about just stuff. Just get her to so. punch out a hundred words in like thirty seconds. How she goes on the on the yeah. keyboard? Can you do shorthand? No, no. I've never. That's had a to dying learn. breed, right? Yeah, yeah. We've one of the young reporters in our team, Jocelyn. She's having to learn it, and she's not impressed. No. But, um, Dog does shorthand, Dean Ritchie, only because he's physically. Old yeah, he's got small hands. He's got no. Other and choice. what about the? <clears throat> you have a culture of getting on the piss a lot. Journos. Well, you've known for and eating Chinese. Yeah, yeah. There's and a couple. bribing police. Is that still yeah. all part of it <laughs> all? Yeah. Or does that still go down? I don't know too many police officers, but we. we I I'll tell you what, we've <laughs> <laughs> on a personal level, <laughs> personal or professional <coughs> level, <laughs> they're good people. They protect yeah. us. Well, uh, the thing about journalists is we like to think that we can handle our alcohol and we're bigger than what we are because you get to interview footballers like yourselves who have spent years. Working on those big bodies, and yeah, it, it just doesn't do well for us. And you've got guys like Paul Kent and James Hooper and Phil Rothfield and Dean Ritchie who just, you know, they sent the bench, benchmark. They were at the Telegraph long before me, and you get there and trying to live up to their standards and just hope you can continue the fine traditions. Mm. Can I ask you this? As a young journo, do you have heroes as other journalists? Like, 
do you look at someone like, do you think, uh, Tom Brokaw? Is that his name? Brokoff, yeah. Brokoff? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to pee in his pocket, but... A bit like Gordon's wedding. <laughs> um, I've always been a fan of Buzz's stuff, even before oh, I worked with him, but... Mobsy the suck. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you know the story he tells. Why don't you just say, hi, this is Mobsy, <laughs> and I'm a suck. <laughs> <laughs> is Buzz the, is Buzz the boss, boss in there? No, I'm effectively now Buzz's boss. Oh, oh that's, so, the, that's good. Is, Let's fire him. But he... He tells, he tells this great story about when I came up from Canberra to um, interview for a position, how he always laughs. He goes, you walked in the office with your little Canberra Times, Canberra Raiders magazine and all this. He, he remembers to this day walking in and meeting me and then hiring me. And then he sits there and he'll rate his hirings, his best hires and his worst hires, and you just hope you're on the list. But yeah. he loves the wind-up. He's still buzzing. talking about strippers here? Or? Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you this? <laughs> Can I ask you this? Is there a hierarchy in journalistic game like if, oh yeah so <clears throat> if you're sitting around a room you're going to open sto- a can of worms here I reckon I'm just saying it's a big story the workplace bullying no a big story breaks does a certain journal go uh uh-uh, uh this is mine oh, I want my name on it not so much that but they do the, you, you can tell who the hungry ones are they're the first ones on the phone to tell you they've got a breaking story um, I don't want to delve too much into this yarn, but I did have a call on Christmas night delve. from, from mm. Buzz um, when he He's got blind. news of no, no, he was. I think he was off the alcohol, Buzz. He, he and he doesn't drink a lot at the moment. Uh, but yeah, he rang Christmas night with news about um, the the impending nuptials of Mitchell Pearce being called off. So mate, he's always on the clock. He was two right. weeks into uh. it was two weeks into holidays, Buzz, and mate, he's he's always there. But he, it. Those guys, the guys like Bulldog and Paul Crawley and the rest of them, mate, they just they want to get involved. They want the footy. Can they I ask you this? Is this a the junior story? Is it, I know it's a. I mean, it's a private matter. Where do you, as a journal, where do you go? Oh, look, it's not really much to do with sport. Although he's playing sport, when do you ever cross your mind? You think to yourself, oh, look, I leave oh. this kid alone, or do you? Just, are you one of those journals that go? You know what? If I don't do it, someone else will do it. Well, there's a couple of schools of thought. I mean, Mitchell Pearce is a very well-known footballer, and um, they've been publicly speaking about their engagement, so there was a lot of interest around it. Um, on the flip side, we get a lot of calls. I think, do you remember a few years ago when... Um, don't talk about the Uber. No. Christ. <laughs> Christ. Do you remember when... one three hundred cabs is my <laughs> way to travel. <laughs> they, missed a, they missed a perfect opportunity there, didn't they? Got a million hits on Facebook. My indiscretion. It's not in my indiscretion. Hope he's listening out there. Mm. Hope your legs healed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, but you know when uh, uh, James Packer and Dave Gingell got into those that fisty cuffs yeah. in yes. public that time. We reenacted those photos. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good times. Well, at the time, News Corp paid a lot of money for those photos because obviously whoever was there shooting it, they made a fair whack of money. Okay, what's, what's a fair yeah. whack? Yeah, fair yeah. Whack? you can't um, just say fair whack. Let's hope. Six figures. What? Yeah, I reckon. Okay. Yeah. Reckon, reckon or you know. Or you so know. this is where you get in this could, a bit of hot yeah. water. Yeah, well, this, I'm going to get in the hot water. water. I'm going to get in the hot water if I get too could, specific. Could I ask you this? What if, what's something, if Hindy and I were photographed punching on, what would it be worth? Yeah, the dollars. Well, it depends. Yeah. You guys. I mean, you do it every week on the show anyway, No, but a proper fight. Oh, proper or, fight. Or what about this one? Fletch comes home, finds me in bed with his wife. Yeah, but how's the camera? How's the paparazzi? I, fi- I filmed it, <laughs> and you're now trying to sell it. I'm trying mm. to sell it. 
But I'm selling it. I'm selling it as someone else has gotten the photo somehow. Well, or the more they're stills. They're stills in my phone. But then you're de- delving into revenge porn, and there's a lot of uh, laws around oh, that now. Is You've got to be careful. That's something you, new, isn't yeah. it? There's new, there's new uh, laws about revenge yeah, porn. Yeah. Well, that's and to the point I was sort of half alluding to before with the the Packer. Um, Gingell stuff is that there was a sort of a precedent set where the general public thought, oh, hold on, they'll pay for anything. So now you have uh, people yep. saying, hey, I found a footballer. They've got a video of him in having relations yeah. with a woman. I'm going, well, is it consensual? Yes. Um, did you film it? No. Well, my friend. That you happens. Know, yeah. yeah. They're allowed, it's, that's not newsworthy. Oh, yeah, but I've got the video of it. Well, so we, we know footballers have sex when they're mm. not playing. You know, there's, that's. Play on, let's move on. How many calls a week would you get from I've seen ex ex player pissed at the da 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 whatever? Yeah, you get a lot, get a yeah. lot of lot of messages through on Facebook. Who are these and, people? Because yeah. I teach as in my the people that are pissed or the people that are no, ringing. I teach Got my me. kids. I said, look, three things I hate: lying, thieving, drugs, no, not and yet. alcohol. Lying, <laughs> thieving, and giving up people. If it's mm. none of your business, don't give up people. Yeah. Don't get involved. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's the only three things. Like, just mm-hmm. who cares what you overheard or what you saw? Unless you, uh, unless it's like bullying at school and oh, I think course. you've got to go teach. Okay. Cool. What about this one, Mobsy? How many phone calls or text messages have you had in regards to something that Brian's been involved in lately? Lately? Yeah. Ooh. Not lately. I've been good well, lately. Have you? <laughs> well, the last 12 months. Oh, 12 months I've been good. Oh. Sweet. I'll answer that question. No. Is there any players out there that you really dislike interviewing? Oh, no. There's guys that are tougher than others that don't give you a lot. Mm. There's specifically coaches, um, you know, trying to break down the wall of Wayne Bennett at times is obviously difficult for some yeah. reporters. Others that, you know, guys like maybe Paul Crawley, Peter Bedell have pretty good ins there. Um, we did a we did a Q and A series over the summer, and uh, we got Des Hasler involved. And I've never seen so many one word answers to Dean Ritchie questions <laughs> between him and Desi. So, but most of the players, there's a few who are guarded, but you know, most of them, you know, are, are pretty good guys. That are, they're so well trained now, they don't say a lot. And you know, you guys were probably the last generation of really good characters you know you want to look 10 years down the track who's going to be the new Fletch and Hindy mm. I don't know because no, no we, we don't get to see anyone we're indispensable <laughs> <laughs> Steve Crawley did you hear that indispensable don't you reckon that um, if you're a head coach the first thing you do if you're Trent Barrett for example first head coach or second head coaching job you'd go and get all the journos put them in take them to a good Chinese feed get to know them get so, on the good side mm. you say hey boys listen I'm new at this. Um, I really like your opinions. If you could tell me what I could do, here's a spring roll. Here's a dim sim. Here's a hot and sour soup. We love a hot and sour soup. Brian got me on the hot and sour soup. Rather than being so guarded, yeah, you know, use the media to help you to help me. But you guys can see that. You reckon if you had a look, you'd see that with some coaches that if a negative story breaks, it's interesting to see which journo tells the story and yeah. how it's gotcha. how it comes across because they might ring and say, hey. Something's happened. And can you sort me out? Well, not saying, but you know, it, it's going to get out. So yeah. if can I you, give you the story, yeah. be gentle. And you know they've still got a job to do, but it won't be maybe fire and brimstone or anything like that. Not that you know. Have you ever seen any journos with a tattoo that says the pen is mightier than the sword? Because <laughs> I'm thinking there would be some sort of wanker journo out there that has that. <laughs> I. I haven't. I know that. Um, I know that's the motto of our artist Boo Bailey, who does 
He some says really that stuff. It's he's uh, he likes it, but because uh, you know you see certain people with tattoos of the. My wife just mm, got a tattoo. Did she? Yeah. What? This is breaking yes. news. She goes away with a girlfriend last weekend. Comes back with a tattoo. Where? On her elbow. Of? Uh, is oh, it's, it's, a lo- it's a love heart. No, it's just a love heart. It's a black love heart. Oh, is it? What, what, she going through a midlife crisis? Oh, I think she could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, what did you say? I just said, where is it? She was on my elbow and I got all bored after that. Because Britt and I got one. Britt, my wife, and Britt. I got a tattoo here in Thailand of the girls. Uh, initials <laughs> and in Thai and Brick got it too Brick got him down here anyway she woke up in the morning and went what the F <laughs> hers is gone she went and got lasered really so it cost it cost $12 you, you, got, Neil's, you got Neil's one as well I got Neil's tattoo <laughs> but she could take it off so it cost $12 equivalent in on. Thailand I think it was about which would be about 1200 baht 40,000 Vietnamese dong. We went, we did the Asian tour. And the 1500 bucks to remove it. 1500 to remove what? it. What? $1,500 to remove it. 15, she had to get 15 goes. So that's for, for something what, 20 centimeters long? It was like that. Like your one on your bicep? Yeah. Yeah. Is it that, Mobsy? Yeah, that's Look not that. bad there. Yeah. Well, is, is that, shirt, out, is that shirt a small or oh, what's no. that? This was this was uh, this was noddies. <laughs> now, are you sure it translates? Are you have you looked it up? Are yeah, sure? Masaba. But you're sure you've you've looked it up? The yeah, I've wedding, asked. So. I've been to a few establishments where <laughs> I asked the Thai lady, "Is this Thai?" She said, "Pompoi Gatoi." That means fat lady boy. <laughs> so I knew that. That's the only thing I know because that's what he says all the, every time we go get a massage. He always he always says, so. Oh, we even got this Thai massage. I all the girls are hanging out there, and I to hold in court having a singer. Lucky that loves the whole. Anyway, court, he's hanging yeah. out there, and I said, "Oh, can we just get two foot massages?" And then I went, uh, "Pompui got toy," and they all the little tigers. <laughs> and he goes, "What'd you say?" He goes, "No, nah, nothing." Anyway, I said it again, "Pompui got toy." Because what does that mean? This fat lady fat boy, lady boy. <laughs> pissing themselves laughing. It's <laughs> ah, oh. good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. G'day, it's Matty Johns here from the Matty Johns podcast. Now, each week on a Wednesday, I'm going to talk rugby league, bringing listeners to the very latest from the NRL, including insight analysis from one of the sharpest minds in the game, Cooper Cronk. Plus, on Fridays, we'll bring you inside the Johns family household. When I googled electric eel, it came up with the most frequently asked questions. First one was, "Can I power my house with electric eel?" <laughs> Whether it's uh, NRL or laughs, there's something in this podcast for everyone. Search for the Matty Johns podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking forward to the season at all? What's your tip for 2021? Who's going to be holding up the trophy at the end of the year? Okay, so I am very bullish on South Sydney. We went and interviewed them about four weeks ago. And you got a good vi- I got a good vibe from them. And they're a pretty handy roster. But the way they were chatting... We've been to other clubs where it was a bit standoffish and you could just tell there was a... But I'm going for the bunnies and... Ooh, that's a, it's a tricky one. I've just brought up what teams are actually in the comp because I haven't looked at anything. <laughs> so, Western Reds aren't there anymore. No, neither are Adelaide Rams. Okay. Brisbane Jets. Oh, yeah. Expansion team. Are they Jets or the Bombers? What are they going to do? Oh, I think, aren't they merging there? They, need a, they need a better name. Yeah, need the a, Bombers is it? No. Not what about the Firestorm or the Firebirds? Fire, what are they? It's fire a Fire Falcons. Hawk. Firehawk. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you even know that there was birds in Australia that pick up sticks that are on fire and drop them to... That must be the bastards That's of the... That's a porky. No, it's not true. I'm no, telling you. T- I'm, you guys nah. keep talking. Well, hang on. Yeah, we will talk about Birds, it. like if there's a bushfire, 
So yeah. what about all those arsons? Yeah, that's yeah. There's, there's, they there's are poor the blokes. Been happening there. These poor blokes have been thrown in the slammer. Copping a bad rap from the Firehawks. This is like. I tell you, the Firehawk is the bloody bastard of the avian variety. Look, this is why Aussie Firehawk raptors are spreading bushfires. What? From Australian Geographic, a new study has confirmed what Indigenous Australians have known all along. Our raptors are using bushfires. Why haven't we ever spoken about this? Yes, why has it always been some poor bloke that's gotten out of his car to take a leak up against a tree and he's all of a sudden started a massive bushfire? Can I tell you something? I heard from a very reliable source who's involved high up in the fire brigade, they've found that a lot of the fires are caused by the volunteer firefighters. So they volunteer, light the fire, and then they want to have a, to put it out. Ah, it's they're trained. They're like, they're, there's, in, there's a the hero yeah, complex. Sort of a, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's these filthy firehawks. Mm, so I had to look up. A, I didn't know what a firehawk was. Did they, they, that, did, obviously, the new Brisbane team didn't think yeah, so either. Well, have a look at the... <laughs> Why don't we call them the Brisbane arsons? <laughs> 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 the Brisbane arsonists. Arson. Arson. The Brisbane arsons. Arsonists. There you go. It's a good name. <laughs> Surely these, they haven't done their research. Maybe all red, red and brown. Do they know what um, the acronym DYOR is? Brisbane people? Do your own research. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Got me. Hang on. You guys are journos. Word up. Here we go. I'm going to go. Look. That's good. I'm going to say Panthers. Because you've already taken Souths. And because Souths are in my head today as well. I don't know why. I must, have, re- I must have read something about them. I think the Chooks will be up there again. Um, so will the Rabbits, Panthers. Uh, Can't get you to say Para at all? Para will be up there for sure. I think they're a couple of young players and some. Couple of good off-season recruits too. Mm. Can I just get back to the Firehawks? Yeah, very smart what they do. So what they do is, the intent of the Raptors is to spread fire in unburned locations. For example, the far side of a watercourse, a road, or a, or an artificial break to flush out prey. So they put the fire in, wait till it lights. The prey runs out, and well, off what, they go. What does this bird eat? Rats and mice and. Uh, they come to France. It's a killing frenzy. It's a feeding frenzy because of these. Yeah, here we go. Small birds, lizards, insects, everything f- fleeing the front of the fire. Smart. Smart. Brilliant. That is great. I'm going to talk about that on radio. <laughs> I like stealing things. Can I get a sling for that? For of course you content? can. Of course you can. Standing. Of course um, we can. Talking footy a little bit, what are Parry going to do to replace uh, Michael Jennings? I have no idea. Me either. No, I've got no idea. Um, no, they'll yeah. find Brad Arthur's. I think Brad Arthur's doing a good job there. He'll find someone mm. that's going to go in there. Whether they, you know, do a bit of reshuffling and, well, he's on that left edge there. I'm not sure who they're going to put in there, but. And Takarengi's gone too. Yeah, I, mean, they've I, still, they've, I used to like Takarengi. Mm. Takers was one of those players where he could be a bit of rocks and diamonds for yeah. Takers. He was yeah. very good when he was on, but he could be quite the opposite. But as I well. reckon you've got to take a risk these days with players like that because. There's a lot of robots out there. I don't there. know if you can take a risk. I think you can. No, well, if you're Paramount, you've got to take a risk. Well, you've got to do something. Got to change it. Well, they've got, a couple, they've got a couple of kids in their trial this weekend. Sean Russell, who played fullback for Patrician Brothers in that grand final side last year, and uh, Viliami Penasini. They're only young. I think they're too early for first grade, but some, they've got good young kids, and I think that's behind you, you know, after your good self and a couple of uh, Tim Manor in 2010, I think that the only Eels junior to play for Parrot and play Origin um, was Junior Paulo last year. So it's been a long time between drinks between really good Eels juniors. Can I pick you up on this? He's not a junior. I'm not well, a Parrot junior. I was, to, I was going to let him know that. I'm not a know, Parrot junior. From, oh no, Whereas you the, go to the I'll, Roosters, I'll and of the course, <laughs> there is a junior of, sitting here. Full of full of juniors, local juniors, the Roosters are. They've got, yeah. they got any this year? 
Oh, Victor Rabbit. Joseph Suwali. Yeah. yeah. Joseph Suwali. From their feeder oh, club, what about, South Sydney. How did they, exactly. how did they, how did they get him? NP. Mr. Nicholas Politis. Mm. What about Damien Very Cook? charming. How do you reckon he's going to go this year? Cookie. Um, there you go, right? He's standing behind me. Yeah, I thought so. It's a tag team. Are you on, are you on next, Damien? Come and sit down. Mobsy, are we done, brother? I think we're done. Do this know, has been great. Do you know Damien used to be a, uh, I think he was a beach sprinter back in the day? No way. Apparently. Never read a story about that in my life. Apparently. Apparently. We might have to do Tell you what we're going to talk a about. Pretty this shitty this hooker for New South Wales. I can't believe... Oh, he goes, all right. Cost us origin series. He's just got to learn. He's just got to learn when to run, run. when to pass. Yeah. Someone's so on not, the outside. I don't, of you. I don't think there's much upstairs. Cookie, cookie. When someone's two on one, you yeah, catch. Draw and pass. Draw and pass. pass Basic rugby league draw. skill. Draw and pass, Damien. Anyway, Mobsy, are you a paraman? No, I'm a journalist. I don't have it. Yes, uh, I am. I knew it because yes, you were, you know, yeah, the conversation, yeah, I could just yeah, see where you're going way. with Well, this. I was going to ask him about the Eels and you don't about ask me your about team, the Eels. South, but we've been there because been there. you just say you're going to win the comp, so no pressure on Cook. Very bullish. We both took our teams to the spoon, didn't we? Twice for Brizo. Mm. Only once for me. Timmy Manor had a few spoons under his belt, I think. Yeah, it's tough times. <laughs> tough times don't last, boys. Tough people do, along with Firehawks. All right, thank you, Mobsy. Thank you, boys. Appreciate it. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong both in Australia and the U.S. and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.